0: yeah it's josh williams here and welcome to another episode of the one man podcast episode number 28 for wednesday november 22nd 2017 how are you guys doing this week welcome uh, listeners welcome new listeners welcome old listeners I'm going to tell you guys about my week this week. Got a couple uh, movies I saw, Blade Runner 2049 and Justice League. I got an idea for a new segment here to <laughs> to keep myself motivated <laughs> in some things. I can't even wait to tell you guys. It's going to be funny. I, at least I think it is. Uh, and I can read your emails and all sorts of things, uh, this week. So let's just kick it off. The first thing I did after recording the last podcast, guys, I think I might've even rushed it up a little bit at the end to try to get out the door and make that movie was, uh, it was somewhat Blade Runner 2049. And that was, uh, that was not, not bad. Um, it's, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the original Blade Runner movie with Harrison Ford way back when, um, but it's kind of, uh, kind of a like it's sci-fi kind of confusing. I mean, at least it was for me. Um, I'm sure you guys can hear in my voice that I'm still trying to, to recover from being sick. Like what, two weeks ago, you know? Yeah, so blech. it's been a long uphill climb. And of course, every day I'm just working more and more and more and it's uh, at the source and things like that. So I just, I, I can't rest my voice in order to get it back. So I don't feel sick. I just, don't have my voice back yet from all the coughing and everything like that. And I'm, I'm actually recording this podcast just to completely step away from the movie. I was about to review. Um, I'm actually recording the podcast uh, the earliest I ever have. It is 630 in the morning on Tuesday. Um, I am. Uh, it's the first day of doing my uh, PlayStation VR demo at Bayshore Mall working for Sony and splash. So I'm um, uh, I'm recording this podcast because I'm not going to get home until like 10 o'clock tonight uh, which will just give me enough time to basically, uh, edit this and put it through off Phonic and, uh, and then have it ready for you guys tomorrow morning. So doing this thing super early, hopefully that gives me more energy, more lighthearted, more excited, uh, more, more funny, who knows? So we'll, we'll see, maybe I'll start doing this thing early in the day, but either way, I apologize. I digress. So, so still can't get my voice back. Uh, I've got a Big big long week ahead of me and lots of talking. So who knows what it's gonna sound like next week But we're we're here, right? We got it. We we do one of these once a week. So we, we got to bang it out rain shine or lack of voice Um. So anyways, yeah, I, I went to uh, Blade Runner 2049 if you guys saw the original one, it's basically uh, futuristic setting, gener- like just to begin with, futuristic setting, there is uh, a corporation that makes fake human beings called replicants. Uh, replicants were used as slaves, uh, and they only had a very short lifespan. I think they only lived like four or five years or something like that. And then uh, and then they died. But at one point, they decided the, the replicants were you know, no longer needed, and the replicants became a little unruly. So they created this task force of co- cops, basically, called Blade Runners. And their job was to quote unquote, retire these replicants. And the first movie was Harrison Ford. He was a blade runner looking for replicants and throughout the course of the movie, he's basically trying to, you know, figure out whether or not he should be killing these things. And, uh, and I think they even plant seeds of doubt in his own head about whether or not he's a replicant. So that was the original Blade runner and, uh, and yeah, I won't spoil anything from the movie, but the, the original one is, is confusing at times, um, but, hey, I'm an idiot, so who knows? Maybe shit just went over my head. Either way, Blade Runner 2049. Now Ryan Gosling is the uh, is the Blade Runner. And uh, and he's, you know, trying to retire replicants, the old ones, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler. They don't really show it in the preview, but it's in the first two minutes of the movie. So I don't really think it's a spoiler. But uh, Ryan Gosling is a replicant. Um, the old Tyrell Corporation, the one that made the replicants, is gone. And... Um, They've created new replicants uh, a new model that that do obey and do follow orders and this and that and Ryan Gosling is one and he's a replicant hunting down replicants. Oh my God like Terminator 2 right Terminators fighting other Terminators. But anyways long story short um, it does have elements of the first one where it's like okay this story is easy enough to follow initially and then they start making things a little more complicated needlessly. Great visuals, some really cool futuristic concepts in it. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I went to go see it with my buddy Dave. And uh, Dave had already seen this movie twice. And the reason that this is important is I've got another movie to review (laughs) in a little bit. And uh, and I'll tell you why that's important. So Dave had already seen this movie twice, but he was was third. He said it was so good. He enjoyed it, and he was happy to see Blade Runner a third time. Um, So like I said, lots of visuals, some very cool action. Um, A few elements, like I found Jared Leto's character, he's basically the new corporation guy, and uh, I found his character was just like, yeah, I don't know, way too wordy and, and not even philosophical, but metaphorical needlessly. He just went on these big, long monologues. It's like, dude, I get it. You're the evil guy that just wants to make more replicants. Like, th- this... I I don't know. There was there was some something about his character that I just found like needlessly complicated and wordy and chatty for nothing. I get it. You're the bad guy. I, I didn't get anything from his character at all. I get it. Um. anyways, it was a fun watch, guys. If you're looking for something to just fucking kill a couple hours and, and be thoroughly entertained, uh, definitely go see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I know it's probably on its you know back nine of being in theaters. Um, might even be at, at a theater just by the time you guys hear this podcast and I know it was a little late to that party, but, uh, at least when it comes on Netflix or if it's available on demand, uh, have a peek at it, especially if you saw the original, if you didn't see the original, um, see it, it's directly tied to it. So it's not like, uh, you know, a, a complete standalone movie and you don't really need to know anything It's directly tied to the first movie. So be sure to see that. Um and if you don't like the original well then uh, don't watch the next one cuz it's uh, very similar to the, the same thing um but i did like it cool visuals a lot of fun uh and then what happened wednesday right i did a podcast wednesday day holy shit i did two podcasts i did a podcast with asim b a uh, local comedian It was just chatting with me about the comedy scene and uh you know how do you go from doing amateur shows to doing pro shows and producing your own shows um Again, you guys know me, right? I don't do any research. Um, I should have researched the name of his podcast so I could point in that direction. But really, it's it was more so a conversation for like comedians trying to um, produce shows. So um, I don't really know that. (laughs) Listen to me running it down. Oh my god! You know, I didn't I didn't look up the name of the podcast, so why point in that direction? And here's why you shouldn't listen to it. Um, No, it was fine. Um, I'll try to find a link for it. If anyone actually wants to hear it, uh, message me. Uh, send us an email, contact the one man podcast.com. And I will find that information for you. And if anyone cares, maybe I'll, I'll throw it in the notes for next week. But anyways, I, I spent about an hour and a half, uh, just, we did a phone phone, uh, interview podcast with him. Um, and then I did, uh, a, another podcast, which was released last Friday. I sat down at the table. Uh, we had a house guest, Mike Stork, a great comic from Baltimore and, uh, and a very, very just good friend of myself, Jason, absolute comedy. Um, he had come up for, um, for Jason's birthday roast last week and then stuck around for uh, for a little while, did some shows. So uh, I sat down with Mike Stork and I think it was funny because I had a, co- a good conversation with him. If anyone listened to the episode, if you're if you're like, oh shit, there's a bonus episode I didn't notice. Yeah. I had a great conversation with Mikey. The first half of our talk was sort of about, you know, how he got into comedy and some, and some fun things he did with comedy deliberately bombing and stuff like that. But, um, the The second half of the conversation, uh, we talked about codependency. He was mentioned that he had, you know, he, he goes to meetings for codependency and what codependency is and how it's affected his life and stuff like that. And um, of course, after my uh, my breakup with Crystal, um, it was uh, it's funny. It's funny how the universe works sometimes, right, guys? Um, it wasn't something that that he had brought up at all. It was while we were talking that he had mentioned codependency, but uh, it's something that I I I'm glad came up. I'm glad I got to hear a little bit more about the universe sort of gave me a conversation that I think I I needed to have um, just in the, the sense of, of recognizing some things in myself. And I don't know if anyone listened to it and if it, if it rang any bells or, or, you know, it was a little enlightening, but um, definitely something that I'm going to look into, um, you know, just how on this podcast here, I try to be a little vulnerable with you guys. It was um, I, I definitely have codependent tendencies Um, I think that in my relationship with crystal, like we both had codependent tendencies and it was kind of like, we were both trying to fix each other instead of fixing ourselves and asking ourselves for what we wanted. Um, and, uh, and just having said that too, one of the things that I want to bring up was, um, you know, Stork basically mentioned about codependency is you're sort of sticking around, um, waiting for the situation to get better at times or waiting for someone else to get better or to change or whatnot and just kind of making excuses in your head for it and uh, i gotta be honest uh you know this this whole thing with the source working at the source and not really liking it um and because my friend is the one who brought me in i think i've been exhibiting codependent behavior with that in the sense that i'm not happy being there Uh, i i know i I don't want to be there not having fun i'm not enjoying myself but in the back of my head i keep saying well maybe it'll get better and maybe you know, it'll be a nice distraction from the breakup and maybe, you know, I'll make some some money or maybe things will turn around. So um, after sort of flip-flopping and being like, well, I'll go, uh, maybe I'll stay a couple of days a week. Ah, uh, maybe I should leave. I'm just like, you know what? I'm being totally codependent <laughs> with this job thing. Um, I don't like it, I'm not happy, I should leave. And uh, so that was my ultimate decision In that. Um, it helped for a lot, yeah, like I said, to that, that, that podcast I did with Stork, guys, uh, if you haven't listened to it, please do. Um, at least, you know, maybe, Hey, maybe it's just a conversation for you guys, but it, uh, it meant a little more for me. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that that happened. Um, yeah. And so like, I'm just something more. I'm going to be focusing on and as shit uh, goes further along, maybe I will, uh, maybe I will talk more about it, you know, if you know, the more it resonates, but, uh, but it was a great talk. So like I said, I, I opened up Wednesday morning, um, a podcast just about, you know, going out and doing the work as a comic, which lately comedy has been so on the back burner for me. I've had shows, but in terms of writing, growing, developing, producing super back burner. And, um, so it was, I guess it was nice to have a good long conversation about just going out and doing the work and reminding yourself, you know, light a fire under yourself and, and strive for more. And then a good conversation, uh, with a good friend about, you know, comedy and then codependency and, and things like that. And asking for more for yourself. And just, uh, and loving yourself first. Ah, oh, feel good. Monday morning, Monday morning. It's not Monday morning. It's Tuesday morning. It's my, my feel good Tuesday morning rant about codependency and loving yourself and fucking hating the source, <laughs> but it's coming to an end guys. I've only got like a couple shifts left of the source, and then we'll never have to speak of it ever again. Um, after uh, my two podcasts, I, uh, I actually went and had, uh, I had dinner with, uh, my buddy, Mark, Mark, a uh, listener of the podcast and a good friend, I went out to his place uh, in Manitic. and we had, uh, what did we did? We watched, uh, watched some stand up comedy. We had a chance to catch up. I actually brought some, uh, some, some of summer bees, uh, some summer bees, summer's bee uh, semi-dry. So the new flavor that they, uh, they launched, I brought some out for Mark to try and a couple, couple Cronenberg blondes and regular summer's bee to make some white summers. He hadn't tried those before. Um, thoroughly enjoyed them. This, these these Summersby semi dry are uh, are very very popular. The people that I've I've brought some to to try have been uh, really enjoying them. And these are still people too that that have had no issue with the regular Summersby. They don't find them too sweet. But a um, couple couple of my friends who who do like you know maybe a little less sugar have really enjoyed the uh, the Summersby semi As I said it still tastes really good. It doesn't taste like uh, you know strongbow where it's just like it's a cider, but it just tastes like uh, bubbly urine. I would have to describe Strongbow as it's it's definitely a carbonated sparkling uh urine drink. Um the Somersby is uh is still got a sweetness to it. It's just not as sweet as the regular Somersby. So when to have dinner with Mark, he made uh he put a lot of effort into dinner. Holy shit. Um we did like stuffed chicken breast with like ricotta cheese and spinach that he put on the barbecue and then like did like a like honey glazed uh Brussels sprouts and carrots and stuff. I was like, holy shit! I mean, it was just regular dinner for him. I guess some people just cook, you know? They don't pick up the phone and order a pizza or do drive through or throw a can of something in the old microwave. I'm I'm joking. I don't eat like that all the time. But yeah, no, it was just uh, it was really nice. So we I uh, got together uh, with my buddy, got to catch up for a while. So thank you again, Mark, for uh, for having me over and having dinner. It was nice catching up with you. It's been too long. Mark and I have been trying to find a time that, that works for us to get together since probably the podcast started. So, um, it was really a good, uh, it was cool to be able to actually hang out with him for a bit. And then, then I had to drive all the way back to that lovely job and pick up a set of keys for the next day. And, uh, and then when I came home, uh, my roommates were playing board games, surprisingly, they were playing like, you know, I think it was, uh, cranium that they were playing um, so I came in and we, uh, we, we played some cranium. I sat down at the table. Stork was still here. So we played, uh, played cranium. We played a couple little uh, regular, just, you know, card games, um, like, like regular deck of card games. And, uh, and then we tried to play dead of winter, but by then everyone was so drunk that, that nobody understood the rules or anything like that. So, uh, and Jason's like, okay, you know that thing. Okay, let's play without this. Let's play without that. Let's play with this. He basically took all the fun elements out of the game, uh, and then was like, yeah, see, it's, it's, I don't know if I don't know if I like this. I go, well, yeah. When you take all the fun shit out of the game, it's like saying, let's play, let's play Monopoly without having any properties. You know, well, it's, it's, uh, owning properties and building hotels and stuff too complicated. So let's just just play. Let's go around the board. Let's learn how to pick up a chance card. You know, maybe get some money. Yeah, let's play that and then see if if you know. So anyways, we did that on, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, it was fun. It was a, it was a long, productive, keep my mind off things day. So I did two podcasts, had dinner with my buddy, played some board games with the roommates. It was fun. Um, Thursday I went to work. Uh, and when I got home Thursday night, I played uh, another episode of the Wolf Among Us with my buddy, Simon, one of my roommates, uh, Wolf Among Us, a game by Telltale. I think I've spoken about it before. Um, we are, we finished episode four, which means we only have one episode left, five episodes. The reason I'm uh, referencing the telltale thing is I actually got an email, uh, from my buddy Chris that talks about that. So that's just a, in reference to that. Um, did that with Simon Thursday again, Friday back to the source. Jesus. Um, I'm just looking at how many times. Yeah, I did. I guess I did five in the last week. I did five shifts. So much time there. So dry, so tired. On Friday, yeah, I, after work, I like booked it to uh, to meet up with Dave again uh, to go see Justice League. Oh my God, guys, Justice League! So I have no I have no issue with the characters in Justice League, and I don't mean, jeez, where do I start? Saw Justice League Friday night, guys. What a piece of shit that movie is! Mm-hmm. I have to say, piece of fucking garbage. Um, I won't have any spoilers. But all I can say is Dave sat with me through his third time seeing Blade Runner 2049, wide awake, enjoying it. Uh, He fell asleep in Justice League. So you got fucking Batman and Superman and all these guys you know, flying around and and doing their thing and and big explosions and and like a Michael Bay movie, basically. But a ton of, of visual stimuli and loud sounds, and he fell asleep in it. Like, that's how little he was invested in that movie. I could give two shits about the characters. So, I mean, the characters as in the ones they had for the movie. Like, Batman and Superman. And, like, I went to go see Man of Steel with my buddy Brandon McKeegan years ago. And enjoyed, it wasn't a great movie, but I enjoyed it. You know, Batman versus Superman it was pretty stupid when it was all said and done. But they had enough going on. They tried to be building some form of story. And I, I watched it. And I didn't think it was great. But it had Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman was in it. You know, I saw Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was a good movie, but this thing, it's like, you basically have your DC version of the Avengers. I, God, it was bad. It was so stupid. Like they're trying way too hard in DC to be Marvel. You know, they're, they're trying to make their movies fun and lighthearted, you know, good comic relief and stuff like that. And they just, they just don't know how to do it, you know? They they see what Marvel's doing and they're trying to replicate it. And everybody knows that if you're not the original of something and you're trying to copy what someone else is doing, it's never going to be as good. And it's actually going to like this movie smacks of desperation to be something that it's not. Um. So, I mean, uh, I I I don't really even know how to talk about the movie without spoiling something. So, I mean, fuck, go see it if you want. And Like I said, I I think the characters of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman like they're all they're all. Good characters, you know. I don't mind the 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 comics and the the you know movies, the other previous movies that have come ahead, you know, different series, the animated stuff that they do. Like there's nothing wrong with these characters, not boring characters, but this Zack Snyder fucker, who they keep handing the reins to 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 direct these movies, this guy doesn't fucking know what to do with them. So they end up being these like stupid jokes and like this movie's all like them trying to crack jokes all the time to be funny. And it's not, it just kind of seems pathetic. It's like your dad trying to be cool at Thanksgiving, you know, anyways, um, the plot makes little to no sense. Like, it seems like, like a four-year-old was like, okay, there's magic boxes and this guy's trying to collect all the magic boxes, but then you have to destroy the magic boxes. Okay. And several million dollars go. Um, it was, re- it was really dumb. It was really dumb. Uh, the CG was really bad. Um you know, I don't I don't know what to say, but I'm not trying to like just sort of run everything down, but like uh I wasn't expecting a lot going in and it managed to disappoint f- thoroughly. Um so hey, if you're a huge huge fan of DC, which I am not, um go see it, you know? I loved the Dark Knight movies, guys. Like you can make a good Batman movie. Christopher Nolan did 3 of them. The last one maybe not so much, but The idea is you can make a movie about a superhero and have it be dark and really, you know, fun and, and and exciting and interesting and even kind of plausible, but, uh, not so much, uh, not so much of this whole Batman Superman bullshit, you know, and that the costumes were big on them. They had these really big, thick costumes that kind of made them look like characters from gears of war, like just like, like Jack, they didn't even look like human beings anymore. In fact, because the costumes were so thick, it actually made everybody look shorter. Except for Wonder Woman, who's fucking half naked all the time. But Batman and Superman's costumes are so thick on them that it, that it makes them look, you know, as wide as they are tall kind of thing. So they look like a bunch of, you know, I don't know. Anyways, I'm so sorry. I'm not even trying to be low energy, guys. Half of it's the, the struggle of my voice. But um, definitely avoid that one. That's all I can say is if you're, if you're just like, oh, what should we go see? Uh, not that. Anything but that, unless you're a super fan and, uh, and even then prepare for disappointment. But like I said, not, uh, not because the, you know, I don't care for those characters. I've gone to see movies with all of them in it and been excited and thoroughly enjoyed them. It's just as movies, a uh, uh, you know, steaming piece of donkey shit. That is my official review. Even, you know, do, do what I do guys go to rotten tomatoes.com. I think, uh, I noticed that the day before justice league came out, I went to rotten tomatoes.com and it said no rating yet. Which is, uh, I think, bullshit. Because um, Rotten Tomatoes has reviews of movies like a week out when people see the sneak previews and stuff. Uh, when this, when the the premiere happens, um, so my guess is uh, they spent a lot of money paying Rotten Tomatoes to not do quote unquote not have a review of that movie in uh, in an attempt to not hurt the numbers for opening weekend. So uh, I went on friday night after the movie and i checked out the rotten tomatoes review and the rotten tomato review gave it i think 36 percent um which is a, a huge fail you know you're not even you're not a d student at that point you are a fucking a dunce roll up the cone put it on your head and stick you in the corner you are a dunce um so yeah and always like I, i'm going to give them another little plug guys rotten tomatoes.com is a great uh source of of sort of movie review. If you're trying to decide what movie to go see, that's what Crystal and I used to do. We'd jump on the Rotten Tomatoes and go, okay, we want to see either of these two. Let's go see the one that got a higher score because their score is based on the critics' reviews and the user reviews. And then they just amalgamate them all together to basically give it an average score, um, which is fair. So you got pros and Joes giving reviews. And then you go, all right, well, generally speaking, on average, people like this, on average people. And you can also read the reviews, too, you know, like on, uh, iTunes or something. And speaking of which, Hey guys, feel free to rate and review this podcast if you have a minute on iTunes. But, um, you know, I, I just find that's the fairest way. So, you know, if you see the people that loved it are saying like, wow, explosions, good, Batman, good. And then you go, all right, well, that's a simpleton disregard that. And then when the people who are like this movie sucked, you know, it's like, what are they doing? A budget for special effects didn't look that good. You have an all-star cast With, with trying way too hard for jokes and you go, okay, well, I get it. Yeah. This guy seems to know what he's talking about and he did not like it. Anyways, rotten tomatoes.com guys. It really helps you sift through movies. Um, if you're trying to decide to, like I said, I find, I find of all the things I've read, you know, I don't give a fuck what Rolling Stone or USA today says about a movie. I, I kind of like rotten tomatoes has been the, the most accurate. Um, especially when you go see horror movies, right? There's so many shit horror movies. Um, we take a quick peek at our Rotten Tomatoes first and see, like, is this an absolute dog of a movie or is it just not everyone's favorite or what? So, um, Justice League, two thumbs down. Big time. Big time, guys. Don't go see it if you can save your money. Um, and then I came back and and watched something that was good. Um, I came home and I, I watched the first episode of The Punisher. Again, right? Marvel stuff. It's not that Marvel's always a win. I, I watched The Defenders and stuff like that and I was like, eh, but, uh, the very first episode of the Punisher I watched, uh, after I got back from movies, just something to fall asleep to. And, uh, man, was it ever cool and violent, you know, it, uh, I've, I've seen a few more episodes since, um, the very first episode was very like, uh, John Wickish, So they were showing people having, you know, bullets blown through their eyeballs, eyeballs and stuff like that. Um. So it wasn't like a bang bang in the chest and a guy falls down. This was like full blown shot to the eye, back of the head blows off, very violent. You know, for Netflix, I was really impressed. I was like, oh shit, they're not fucking around. Like they, the Punisher is violent. They are making a violent show. So um, you know, I've been enjoying that. It has gotten a little more tame as it as it deepens into its plot, but um, you know, it was it was cool to see. Um, (laughs) it's funny to see this giant, big budget, you know, pile of dog shit in the theater and then come home and see just one dude, Netflix budget. And it was just super cool and fun to watch and, you know, good action and good, good acting and stuff like that. So, um, check out the Punisher guys on Netflix. Um, fun show. Um, sorry, I keep wetting my whistle here. My, my throat is, is dry. It's early morning. I usually wake up and cough a whole bunch. So I'm trying to suppress that. So I'm not coughing in your ears. Um, uh, Saturday back to work at the source. And then I, I got to have a fun night with Brody. Um, I still see the, uh, you know, I still see the kiddos want to be a part of their life. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, uh, you know, asked me when I said I was going to see Brody, like, oh, do you think that's healthy? I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, are you are trying to maintain a relationship with the kids, even though you broke up? I'm like, well, Yeah. I would imagine if we were together for six months, someone might be like, "Is that is that weird?" You know. But I mean, I I've been with Crystal for six seven years now. You know, I've watched these kids grow up. So I mean, I've got bonds with them, and uh, so just to speak that, was like, "Oh, is that that's kind of weird?" I, I care about them. You know, um, I've got uh, I've got a great relationship with Brody. I've got a great relationship with Michaela. Um, and, uh, and it's important to me to, to, to see them. I care about them. I don't want them to think that just because I'm not, you know, with crystal anymore, that, that I don't care about them. That it was all just some sort of, you know, a uh, side dish to, to that. Like I, I, I still want to have a relationship with them. So I, uh, I had a little sleep over here with Brody. Um, we built a Ford on the couch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, he came over. We played some games. Played a game called Cuphead. Very, very cool. It's uh, it's a game that was in development for a long time, and it's basically like everything in it's hand drawn. It looks like an old nineteen you know nineteen thirties nineteen forties cartoon, um, but everything in the game was hand drawn. So it looks like you're playing an old uh, Heckle and Jekyll type cartoon, which is like the two crows for all the millennials who so have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, it was a really really fun game. Um, we, we played that for a while and, uh, then watched some, uh, some TV, some YouTube. He's a young fella. They don't give a shit about television. Uh, it's not really a thing that they've ever gotten into. We've had like crystal and I had Netflix for the longest time without any television at all. So we would just watch whatever's on Netflix. So the whole concept of, of watching TV to him is like, meh, I go to YouTube, I watch whatever I want to watch. And, uh, and so we watched some stuff on YouTube. And, and had a good night. It was cool to, to hang out with the little dude. You know what I mean? I just, it's been a long time since the two of us just had an evening together. Uh, I had a good time and, uh, it was nourishing for the soul. I have to say, I saw the lady when I picked him up and, uh, she looked beautiful. It was good to see her. It was, it was so funny. I guys, I haven't gone that long in in years without hearing her voice, you know, seeing her and hearing her voice. Um, (laughs) try not to make this like, Ugh, so sad and emotional, whatever. Just, but you know, part of this podcast is me guys, you know, telling you where I'm at and what's going on with me. And, um, you know, it's, uh, last week my first full week of having announced it and, and just owning the fact that her and I are not together. Uh, and I missed her and I missed her very much. And, um, and seeing her and hearing her voice, you know, her voice was like rubbing my eardrum with a soft kitten. You know, I, I, I miss her. She's my best friend. And, uh, And it's not easy without her Really, is is not, um, you know, like I said, I mean, I was lucky that I got to have a conversation with Storky about codependency and stuff like that. It was, you know, nice to, to, you know, think and address some issues and there's more stuff that I'll have coming up uh, on subjects like that. But, um, you know, just seeing her briefly on Saturday night, I, I, I miss her, you know, it was good to see her, um, you know, gave her a big hug. Like I said, we didn't end terms on like anything angry or whatever, um, but uh, but yeah, anyways, okay, all right, let's get the fuck past that. Um, Sunday morning, woke up. Uh, Crystal came to get Brody really early because she was in the neighborhood for something else. Um, and uh, woke up Sunday morning, the fucking snow fell in Ottawa. That's it, that's the end of the, the dream is over. Snow is everywhere now. So uh, dealing with that. I was late for work because I was running all over the house trying to find the key to the shed to, to scrape the ice off my windshield. Um, I'm just, I'm never ready for it. I don't have my winter tires on yet either. I just, I guess with everything going on, I, I hadn't really thought of it. And usually I'm well ahead of that kind of shit this year. I am not, uh, I need to get my snow tires on. Excuse me. I have them just don't have them now. And, uh, and it was, a, it was a tough, tough ride into work as I was sort of slipping and sliding a little bit, especially the urgency of, of being late. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't doing donuts down the highway or anything like that but I was just I could definitely feel it a few times where you know the wind would blow and I would feel the car sort of sliding a little bit um, yeah so that's something I'm gonna have to get on of course this entire week I'm I'm doing the PlayStation demos from basically eight in the morning till like 10 o'clock at night so there's zero zero daylight that I will have where I can actually do that and uh, and I don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want to do it i don't want to spend any of my spare time on any more fucking appointments or anything like that but it's got to get done right guys i gotta get the snow tires on um but yeah I, I got that on i went to work at the source and uh and then i came home and some uh, some board games that i had ordered off the internet had arrived as well as uh some fun little uh oh, so fucking nerdy i think i came i, I came out of the uh, the nerd closet last week on the podcast right or recently I, I, I fucking like board games. I'm having fun playing them. Uh, more people around me are playing them and admitting to being board game nerds themselves. So I am thoroughly enjoying being able to just, you know, play some board games with, with my friends. I, like I said, it's like playing video games, but a little more social. You know, I remember when you used to, when you played video games, it was shameful. Well, you know, I think, uh, I think I'm in some of the, uh, the earlier stages, earlier phases of, uh, You know, being a a bit of a board game nerd all of a sudden, I'm enjoying it. Um, I bought these, like, what they call box organizers. Okay? Shut up. Um, (laughs) Basically, what it is is some of these board games, like that Dead of Winter one that I I, uh, talked about earlier, is they got all sorts of different little sort of, like, little tokens and pieces and stuff that you put out. If your character gets hurt, he's got, like, a token that goes on it. If there's zombies that show up, there's tokens. There's character tokens. There's this, that, and the other barricades, whatever it is, a bunch of stuff to, to, you know, play this game. Um, and they all come in like little baggies when you buy the thing. So if you're trying to add stuff every turn and opening and closing multiple baggies and stuff like that, it takes a while. Um, so this little box organizer, um, basically puts like little trays in it. So when you're playing the game, you just pull out the tray, pop in the middle of the table. There's everything right there. Nice and easy for you. Same thing with the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, cars there are several different kinds of cards in the game to use for different things, so it, it basically has everything separated. Just makes things a little faster and easier because I know that that was definitely a problem trying to teach people how to play the game. Was that I had to constantly separate stacks of cards, I had to constantly go into baggage, so everyone was just there's a lot more waiting and slowing down. And if everyone's drunk, you know what? I need to fucking justify why I bought it to you guys. I bought it because it helps. I am lonely. <laughs> I'm spending money on things. I don't need to fill a hole in my heart right now. And I sat for several hours on, uh, on Sunday when I got home from work, uh, building these box organizers, a tiny little like laser cut wood, uh, wood things. And it's just like, like stencil. It comes, pop all the pieces out and then you sit and you build it. And you know what? It was calm. It was relaxing. I played uh, some podcasts. I had some music going and and I, uh, I just enjoyed my life sort of zoned right out into that. And, um, I, 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 really enjoyed doing that on Sunday night. So yeah. And then Monday, yesterday, back to the source again, um, it's starting to get a little busier there as people start looking for Christmas things, but it's black Friday this week, like this whole last few shifts, I would say probably this whole week, everyone's going, so do you know what sales are coming out on black Friday? It's like, not really. They don't really tell us that stuff, so that we can't tell people who are asking, "Hey, yeah, this is the sales. Don't buy anything this entire week. We're just going to open our doors. You know, we'll open our doors and have people come and go without purchasing anything. You know, just come on in, so we can tell you. I'm like, well, just we'll have the flyers soon. In the meantime, I don't know. Not everything's going to go on sale. You guys go on Black Friday shopping. You guys going to go out and, and spend your money and lose your minds? I'm looking forward to being in a store that day you know it's going to be a lot of fun making money hopefully answering a lot of questions about batteries and stuff like that should be uh, a good old time should be a good old time <laughs> i know that there's a really good i probably shouldn't say this i might get in trouble what are they going to do fire me that's what i want there's going to be a uh, really good sale on beats headphones so you guys get this inside information on wednesday i learned that i can pause uh, my my recorder here. So I yeah, just pause it a second. so I can blow my nose and clear my throat without putting that in your guys ears um, Yeah, so here's here's my inside information This is what you get for listening to the one-man podcast the source will have the Beats Studio 2 headphones Okay, Beats Studio 2 headphones as a door crasher. They are regularly priced $400. They will be $199.99 uh, uh, at the source on Black Friday, so um, that is at least everywhere in Ottawa, I would imagine Ontario wide, because why would they have it at one store in one city? So all my listeners all across Canada, um, sorry, us people, I don't know what the hell the sales are in, in other stores, but at least at the source in Canada, uh, or, or again, Ontario, absolutely Ottawa, uh, beat studio twos, 400 bucks will be 200 bucks on black Friday. Um, limited quantity, of course, is a door crasher. Uh, as far as I know, you cannot buy them now and then come back and price protect the difference. Uh, you have to be there on black Friday to get that. So that's going to be a big rush again. And there was two other things they told us. That was the only thing I I really paid attention to because the other ones were like, eh, I mean, they might be special to you, but at the time I was like, "Eh, I don't really care about that stuff. You know, it doesn't sound, doesn't sound exciting or, or like it's going to sell well. So there you go. There's a little insider information. Half Price Beats Studio 2s at uh, The Source on Black Friday. Um, yeah, so I, I went to work yesterday, Monday, and then I came home and uh, really didn't do much. It was, I think it was like 8 o'clock or so. I was exhausted. I got basically got my notes and stuff ready for the podcast. One thing that, that I think did help is that I got, uh, I have started to do my notes at the end of the day. Instead of at the end of the week, just right before the podcast, putting all the notes together, trying to remember what I did all week, I'm starting to do it. You know, every day before bed, I'll just what did I do today, and I throw them in there. At least the things I think of note that might might be interesting to you guys. Um, so I put those in, and uh, and then last night I I watched a, an episode of Stranger Things, the season two of Stranger Things. Doesn't have me hooked. I got to say, um, not super invested in that. The first first episode of season one was kind of cool. Started off cool, continued kind of cool, ended kind of cool. You know what I mean? It it, it had a bit of a hook. This one, I see what the hook they tried to do is. Um, It doesn't make sense. You know, It's kind of like a, what? But it's not like a, oh, shit. And that's how I review things. I go, it's more of a what than a what the fuck, man? Anyways. um, So I mean, I'm going to keep checking it out. Um, I waited on stranger things only because uh, the lady and I were supposed to watch it together. I don't know if you guys have that with your relationships. Do you guys reserve stuff together? Like we watch this together. We watch this alone. Crystal and I reserved a lot of shows together. So <laughs> I think like, I'm kind of like, I think part of me was like, well, don't watch it. Cause you guys are going to watch it together, but we have a lot of things that we're supposed to watch together. A lot of things that we're supposed to do together. And here's the thing. I don't know. I don't think that she's waiting for me for any of this stuff. Um, Cause even when we were together, like I think that, I, you know, I would see a show and go, oh, I think that we'd like that, you know, and I would like, I'd be like, I'm going to see her this weekend and be like, hey, should we watch this together? And then I'd see her on the weekend and she's like, oh yeah, I saw that. I've already watched the entire first th- season. I'm like, oh, all right. So I know that like, I, if, if I saw something I thought that she might enjoy, I would just wait till I saw her and be like, hey, what about this? And if she saw something she wanted, she would just watch it. But in all fairness, like you guys listen to me, I, I have video games and I have other things that I do to occupy, you know, my downtime. Crystal just has TV. You know, the TV is her thing. She's got work, obviously, and stuff too, but but she's got the shows and whatnot. That's her thing. So she obviously can, can consume more content than I can. So, you know, anyways, long story short, I started watching it, was saving it, started watching it. Um, I haven't heard anybody be like, yo, have you seen the second season of Stranger Things? Man, it's getting good. I haven't heard anybody say that. So um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just taking a turn. It's going downhill. Who knows? Um, so that was, that was my week guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> there's me back to my apologies. Sorry. That's all I got for you. Um, I'm looking forward to not having the source anymore because that's going to free up a lot of time for other stuff and hopefully more interesting things for me to tell you guys on the back end. Um, I do want to say too, like, um, I, I really appreciate all the people, uh, reaching out a lot of, a lot of friends. Um, I, I couldn't even remember all of them. I just wrote down a few names, but I wanted to thank, uh, Mike for reaching out, uh, Sean for reaching out, Mark, Vanessa. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm really lucky to have a lot of, you know, friends who just, like I said, fire a text message me like, Hey, sorry, I didn't know. Um, you know, if you need anything, I mean, I gotta say it warms my heart too, because there was even, there was even a podcast listener who reached out and said, Hey, you know, I don't, um. I know that we don't really know each other or whatever, but I listen to your podcast every week. So I feel like I kind of know you. Um, and just wanted to say like, I'm really sorry to hear. And if, if you ever like, you know, want to go for coffee or, or chat or whatever, like I'm, I'm here and that, which was like, I, I guys, I can't even tell you like, what that kind of thing means. Like I said, I mean, I love the fact that I get to connect with my friends and stuff like that more with this podcast, but just now the idea that people, I don't really know, you know, we've met in passing or it's another comedian that, you know, we're colleagues, but haven't you know seen each other much. Don't really talk much. Um, but that are reaching out and saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry to hear. And if you need, like I, I, it guys, it means the world to me. It really is. Um, it really is. Heartbreak. I'm really lucky to have, uh, I'm really lucky to have all you guys in my life. So, um, please know that I'm grateful despite the fact that I just sit here and bitch every week. I <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know why you listen, but, um, I, I really appreciate that you guys are out there listening and, uh, and that you're there in general. And, uh, and please, if, you know, guys, if I can ever be there for you, you know, if any of you guys ever need something, if me just running my mouth into a microphone can ever be of use to you, please let me know. Um, cause I'm very grateful to, to have such wonderful human beings in my life. Um. I uh I wanna kind of just say too, like I wanna put up my fucking Christmas tree. Um I I in the last few years, ever since uh it kind of goes back to her a lot, but guess what? That's what happens when you have someone in your life for a long time. Um my family never was like huge into Christmas decorations like growing up. Um we would put up a tree, but we grew up kind of poor and we never really had a, a tree that we, you know, um we stored and then put back up every year we almost kind of had to get a new tree every year but it was never like we didn't get live trees like we we, my family fucked around with the format it was just my mother my brother and i um and uh sorry dave is messaging me because we are getting ready to go to playstation here um sorry about that um yeah we we never had like a like a you know our our fake tree that always went back in the basement afterwards or you know we never go, it wasn't like every year we get a real tree there was no holiday tradition we just we just fucked around with the format so the tree would go up sometimes like a week before christmas um but when i when i got together with crystal um every year like crystal's big on decorations she's great for any holiday she she's um she's not crazy or anything like that she's not like one of those ladies that has like six totes for every holiday and then decorates everything but the idea is that like like we have a, a nice shelf in the dining room that tends to get themed for every holiday um, which is really nice. And, um, and like I said, for Christmas stuff, you know, she's got, uh, she's got the tree and lots of different decorations and they have a holiday tradition that every year the the kids each get a new ornament to decorate the tree with. So there's like a nice history on the tree. Um, so when I was with her the first couple of years, I was like, okay, like I was just kind of like, yeah, it was never a big thing. So I was just sort of following her lead. Um, but then after a few years of like having the decorations and definitely kind of, it definitely brings in the, the, the holiday spirit. To, to have the place decorated, I started to really look forward to, uh, to Christmas time. It was just a lot of fun to decorate and to have that around, you know, having, you know, drinking eggnog and, and stuff like that, having the, you know, the holiday lattes and stuff like that when we go out, you know, window shopping and stuff like that, or, or Christmas shopping. So, um, it's definitely become, uh, important to me over the last few years. And then, uh, and then last year I had my tree up, uh, <laughs> here at the house, I had my tree up, I think November 1st, So as soon as Halloween was over, I think a couple of days passed. maybe we had, uh, we had our Christmas tree up here, uh, at the house at Jay's and, um, and everybody in the house was like, what the fuck? And and this and that, but you know what? Hey, I'm like, Hey, I like Christmas. I enjoy decorating. Um, and then, you know, a few weeks in everybody was kind of in the holiday spirit. So it, you know, I'm just going to have to do the same thing with them that Crystal did with me is, is just. Bring them along. Um, now I know November first is too early. I caught shit because everyone's like, eh, Remembrance Day. You have to you don't know, get to celebrate Christmas or feel Christmassy until you know you know once you're done pushing an old guy up a hill. All right, sorry. Um wasn't trying to show disrespect to the troops, you know. A lot of people would say Jesus died for their freedom too. Um, but I mean, fuck him, right? Not until old her have ah, whatever, I don't want to go down that road. Plus I gotta fucking hurry the hell up at myself. I got to get this fucking podcast done so I can go uh get to work on time. I love working with uh, with Splash. They are awesome. They get me for all sorts of different things. The movie theater stuff, like I said the Sony PlayStation. I'm going to be doing like wine tastings and stuff like that later this month. I'm excited. And they pay great. The work is great. I get to talk to people. I get to, to demo product. Everybody wins. Right? The the marketing company wins. I win because I get to have conversations and then the, uh, the brand wins because whoever I'm promoting, man, it is the greatest thing since sliced bread and, uh, and I get people involved, whatever. I, like I said, it's, it's great when you're doing something that you love and enjoy. Like I love that it's just, Josh, we like your personality. Just go be you. And, and if you don't mind pouring a few drinks or, or putting a virtual reality helmet on somebody, you know, or maybe just interviewing some kids in a movie theater, if you could just, if you just make everybody's day, that'd be great. Instead of, oh, could you put out these price tags and Um, be sure to scan everything and could you sweep and mop? And I'm like, ugh. Can we find an introvert for that, please? Somebody that just, you know, enjoys that kind of thing. Doesn't feel accomplished unless they're sweeping. I got coworkers at the source who are like, I love sweeping and mopping. It's peaceful. Fuck. It's all yours. All yours. I won't fight you for it for a little bit. But, uh, I want to know about you guys. I know that, uh, uh, my friend Jimmy's wife is a lunatic for Christmas, but apparently they have made a compromise that she is allowed to absolutely lose her mind for Christmas on December 1st. For me, like the amount of work uh, that goes into the Christmas decorating. I'm like the reason I do it, you know, early a, I love the holidays. I like just the look of it. I enjoy wrapping gifts and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, once I start wrapping some gifts, post uh, some pictures of, of the gifts that I wrap. Cause I go all out bows, ribbons, you know, I, I already bought my, my Christmas stuff from Costco, so I am, I've am i got a fucking stockpile. All right. If you guys are in the auto area and you need a gift wrapped masterfully, you give me a fucking call or email me at contact at one man podcast dot com. Um, yeah, it's so much fun. But I want to know, like, how early do you guys do it? You know, is anyone listening to me saying that I like I haven't done the tree yet? That's what I'm saying. Like, we're now, what, the 21st of the month? Or at least for today, you guys are hearing us on the twenty-second. My tree will not be up. It, I can tell you right now, it will not go up all fucking week because I, I just have too many hours um, and won't have time to do it. So it might very well be like December first. But when do you guys do it? When do you get your Christmas stuff out? Do you have any holiday traditions? Is anyone outraged at the idea that I would put the tree up the day after Remembrance Day? Because I have customers coming in going, "You're not playing customer. You're not playing Christmas music. Good for you." I just, this Christmas music everywhere, it's annoying. And I go, oh, this, this, we're in a, a mall, it's all about sales. They're driving that mentality that it's the Christmas season and you should start forking the dough. Fucking snow's here now. Is that not acceptable? You know, shouldn't it be that once the snow comes, you can start decorating? Sometimes the snow comes in October, right? You can just leapfrog right the fuck over Halloween right to Christmas, you know? I still think that like the whole idea that, oh, well, remembrance day, you got to get ready for remembrance day. I look like I could put a fucking poppy on top of my Christmas sweater. Okay. I don't have a Christmas sweater. I'm going to get a fucking, that's something I want to do this year. I want to get a Christmas sweater. Uh, one of those ugly Christmas sweaters. Um, I gotta keep my eye, but I'm, I'm psyched for that. So anyways, closing out that topic, I just want to say, what are you guys, when do you guys do your tree? Am I a lunatic for wanting to put my tree out and enjoy the holiday season a little early? You know? Or am I just a, a, a giant board game geek for Christmas as well? You know what I mean? Am I just a fucking nerd for everything that happens? You know? Very impulsive. I'm very, very impulsive. Um, But I like Christmas. Christmas makes me happy. Um, not religious at all. Not that I feel a need to distance myself from that. But just please know there's no religious connotations to Christmas. I know I brought up Jesus <laughs> earlier. Um, it was really just to take some of the heat off me for not really celebrating Remembrance Day? Like, how do we celebrate Remembrance Day? We, we pay for a poppy, we put it on our our jacket or shirt, and we lose it, and then we buy another one. You know? And who, I don't know, maybe there's some of you out there, but I'm like, I'm like, anyone anyone here dropping a $20 bill in the box for Remembrance Day? Or are you going, oh, finally I get a chance to get rid of this change in my pocket. Dump a couple nickels and quarters in and go, I'm a good person. I'm a good person, I'm going to put this poppy on. I remember. You know? I, I appreciate the fact of their freedom. They don't remember. I know I probably already said this shit on a previous podcast, but they don't fucking remember. They're they're asleep in a chair. You know, thank you, thank you. You know how I would you know how I would want to be thanked is, um, uh, well, fuck, I don't know. I don't know what's going through that. And I'm, I'm actually going more to the, trying to be funny than I am maybe respectful. But I don't know. Part of me is, I, I mean, I people trying to thank me for things. You know, hey, thanks so much for this. Let me take you out. I'm like, no, nah, you know what? I'd rather just stay in. Thank you. I'm just a little tired. Love to, to sleep. You know, I'm just saying maybe some of these guys are being pushed up a hill against their will. You know, they just, they wanted to sleep. Maybe they don't even know they're there. Maybe they're like, we can sneak him out. We'll put him on the hill, snap a picture next to the eternal flame, and then wheel him back to the nursing home. And he won't even know he was gone. You know, he'll wake up and on his Facebook feed, there'll be a, a new picture of him in Parliament Hill. It'd go cool, great. I, that would be great. If you could just take me around like one of those travel gnomes, just put me somewhere, take a picture of me to prove I was there. <laughs> that's all you're going to have anyways In t- terms of Remembrance Day Well, let's give them some memories Here's a picture of you celebrating Remembrance Day hey, okay <laughs> Back to sleep You know You can show them the pictures while you spoon feed them tapu- I'm a piece of shit <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I, I, I really hope no one's fucking mad at me For saying that stuff but That's just, I don't know, that's how I think I like, you know, I, I'm grateful And thank you so much, I would say enjoy it Let's give them a better holiday. Let's give them something in August or something. So they're actually warm Give them November 11th. You know, I'm sure that there's historical significance to that date, but guess who doesn't know what it is. The same guy who does no research on anything. I start running my mouth. I realize I'm now talking about a subject specifically and nothing to back it up with. Um, I also had a conversation with one of my coworkers this week at uh, the source. He's an, he's an 18 year old kid. And, uh, he was mentioning that, uh, he goes, he goes, there's no TV in my house. I can't remember. We were talking about televisions and, and some of the features and stuff. And he goes, well, there's no TV at my house. And I go, okay. You mean like you guys don't have cable? He goes like, no, like there's no physical televisions in my house. And I go, oh, that's, that seems odd. I'm like, you don't watch Netflix or anything. Like, oh yeah, we got Netflix, but we watch it like on our laptops. We have computers. And I go, but no television. He goes, well, my parents. Uh, had a TV once, but they, they both were watching it too much. And so they were like, Oh, we watching this too much. So they got rid of TV and then the televisions themselves. And I went, okay, but what about you? You have no interest in a television or whatever. He's like, well, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm 18 now. So I think I should, you know, I might be able to, have, I go, you're 18. I go, it's not fucking booze or cigarettes. It's a television you know what I mean? I go, what do you mean you're 18 now? <laughs> so you could maybe make decisions for yourself. It was one of the funniest things. I heard. He goes, well, my parents are a little strict. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, I have to be home by 11 o'clock. I'm not allowed to be out past 11 o'clock. And I was like, why not? He goes, well, my dad's a light sleeper. And if I come in after 11, he might wake up. And I go, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? I go, you're, you're not allowed to, you have a, you have a, a curfew at 18 years old. I go, you're in like what university? He's like, Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm studying to be an accountant. I'm like, oh buddy. Well, if you have the person this is what he said to me. I go, I go, I go, it's eleven o'clock at night. You're not allowed to to stay. He goes, Well, I'm living at home rent-free and my dad's like, while you're under my roof, I go, Oh, for fuck's sakes. One of those people. Somebody who's like who can't make an actual argument. I swear to God, all my friends who've recently had children, I swear to God, if you ever become the parents that are like, while you're living under my roof, make a fucking argument. You know, if you're going to tell your kid not to do something, don't, don't have that cop fucking thing where you don't actually tell them anything. You just go, well, while you're under my roof, um, you won't ask questions and you won't back talk me, you know, just do what I say. I don't know. I, I just, I feel bad for this kid. I'm like, he's 18 years old and his justification for being able to ask for a television is that he's of legal age. Now I'm an adult. I shouldn't be able to hold my own leash. Dad. Um, poor guy. I think it's weird. What do you guys think of that? Shit. I think that's a little archaic. I mean, there, he's a millennial, obviously. So the whole idea that he's been sheltered and protected, and and now that he's, at, he's like, you know, well, I'm an adult now, so maybe I can, you know, can I? I'm allowed to buy chocolate bars all by myself now. You know, I still have to ask my dad when I can eat them, but I can purchase them and bring them home on my own. I don't know. I find that shit fucking. weird. It was weird. I, it was so fucking weird that I had to write it down in my notes because I'm like, I have to talk about this. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's okay if you're a parent to just be like, you're living under my roof, you follow my rules? Like, I think you should definitely be respectful. Someone's someone's paying your way through life, that's fine. But at the same time, uh, your parents had fucking kids and they had to know that, oh, I'm, I'm creating a new life that's gonna have opinions and a personality of its own. You know, you can't just breed a slave. And I'm not saying that his parents are making him a slave, but the idea that they're, you know, um, dropping these rules, like it's my house, my rules and tough titty, like, I don't know. I think that's kind of... I think that's kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think as a parent, you should be able to say like, look, here's the rule, but at least be able to say hey, the rule is this because of that. Like there's going to be some level of reason. The fact that your fucking dad can't, can't sleep through someone closing a door. And I'm not talking walking and slam the fucking door. There's going to be compromise, but it just seems so weird to me that he's, he's like, well, my dad's a light sleeper and he doesn't want to wake up. So no one can do anything. I'm like, are you allowed to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night? Is you peeing and flushing going to wake up fucking daddy sleepy nuts? Like, i don't know i I, the more and more i get up and go out in this stupid fucking world the more i hear dumb shit that people say and it just it drives me crazy it doesn't affect me it doesn't affect me you know what it is all anger comes from fear and i think i'm afraid that the world is going to be filled with people who are like how the fuck do we protect ourselves if any other country decides it wants to attack and i have no fear of that i really don't we're in canada people love us Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of like who, like one of the most adorable human beings is. It's like somebody slapping Richard Simmons in the face. Do you know what I mean? Richard Simmons is like one of the happiest, most positive energy human beings you could possibly see. If you walked up and slapped Richard Simmons in the face, everyone in the room would be like, what the fuck is your problem? You know? Yeah. He's overly friendly and maybe he's a little much sometimes, you know, always trying to encourage people to be positive. You can't just walk up and slap them in the face. Everyone would have her back. And that's us in Canada. I'm not, I have no f- fear of, of attack, but when we're creating a new generation, Oh God, I'm so old. I'm so old. A new generation. These young kids today. Uh, I can't wait to be pushed up a hill. <laughs> I just feel like if you like, what kind of pussies are we, are we raising? You're not allowed to, to, to go out after 11. Cause you might wake up your fucking slumbering father. Jesus Christ, tell me guys, tell me am I wrong? Should we just blindly follow rules, huh? like the Goddamn Nazis? Um, it's new segment time. <laughs> sorry, it's early in the morning i I feel like I have more energy than I do normally when I'm chatting, but uh, but am I any funnier? I don't know. I'm still very tired from the night before. I um, so I am now that I've gone to the doctors and I've got a a thumbs up a green light to go do exercise. I, I want to, um, the problem I'm encountering lately is just, uh, a lot of, a lot of shit on my plate. Um, so there's a good life at, uh, at plaster leans. I'd love to to start going. I've had a very busy schedule and of course this week will not change anything. Can I go in the middle of the night? Absolutely. But I, I gotta be honest with you guys, uh, being a big dude. And standing on my legs for 14 to 16 hours every day this week, um, probably not gonna wanna hit the gym afterwards. I'm probably gonna go home and pass the fuck out. Just being honest, trying to be accountable. Um, so, in an attempt to um, shame myself into making a change, I have a new segment that I'm going to be calling The Fattest Thing I've Done This Week. <laughs> And the whole idea is I'm going to try to make these segments less and less shameful whilst still being honest about the fattest thing that I've done all week. And this is not a fat thing I've done. Uh, This is the fattest, the fattest, most shameful fat fuck thing that I have done all week. And it's not to say that it's the only thing. It's just the worst. There'll be other ones. So for example, this week I, I have done more than one fat thing. Um, that I'm definitely ashamed of. And I'm, I'm going to publicly shame myself on the podcast. Um, just, uh, just in the hopes that, that I will not do these things because I will have to own them, <laughs> but I'm only, I'm only owning the worst one. And hopefully just not think, think, you know, before I do something, go, am I, am I prepared for this to be the fattest thing? I did? So here's what I did. I did not think of this segment until I, until days after I did it, and I go, I'm going to have to fucking that's what we're doing. We're gonna shame myself. So, here is the fattest thing that I did this week, um, and it fucking my ever. It's just pathetic. So, we uh, Josh uh, at work was kind enough to bring in Cinnabon. So we're we're going in a bad direction already. Josh brought in Cinnabon for everybody, and uh, and I only had one. Just the tiny little little ones. I think it was like a nine pack or whatever of, of, of tiny little ones. So I just had one of those. That was not the fattest thing that I did. Was having a Cinnabon. Um, but in, uh, in the, the bag with the Cinnabons, they had given an extra little container of the icing. And what I did was, uh, Josh and I both have uh, rice cakes and peanut butter work case. We need just a quick little, uh, hit of something. You know what that is, man. You guys take a look at me and go like, look, that guy looks like he's running out of calories. Um, but yeah, we have a little, uh, jar of peanut butter and rice cakes. I wonder if anyone knows where I'm going. Um, in the, in the, the staff room there. So Um, I just happened to see this thing of of icing and I go, you can't just fucking, Cinnabon icing is delicious. I'm sorry. It is. Um, I think it's the only reason that anybody eats anything from their place. But I, uh, I took the Cinnabon uh, icing uh, container thing and I, uh, and I frosted a rice cake. I put damn near the entire container on that rice cake and I ate a rice cake covered in Cinnabon icing which is like the least calorie thing on the entire planet covered in one of the most calorie things in the entire planet. I think it was like an oxymoron. Um, you can almost travel back in time putting those two things together at the same time. It like rips a black hole in the universe. Um, but all it did was, uh, I think I used it to try to fill a hole. <laughs> I—that That is emotional eating if I've ever heard of Frosting a fucking... That's the fattest thing I did this week, guys, Was was... <laughs> I hope you guys are laughing because I'm so fucking embarrassed. But uh, that was the thing I did, and it was like it was one of those like I knew it was fucking pathetic. I made sure everyone in the store knew that I saw that I was doing. You know, I go this. I go none of you are going to step in <laughs> and stop this from happening. Um. But anyways, yeah. So so that's my new that's my new segment, guys. That's the fattest thing I did. What is the fattest thing you guys did? this week. Is there anything that you're trying to work on? Anything that you're trying to better yourself for any, anything you want to shame yourself for? Hey, you guys trying to be less, less lazy, right? What's the laziest thing you did? What's the fattest thing you did? What is the most impulsive thing you did? All right. So that's, that's me guys. I'm, I'm, I'm adding this every week. I'm going to try to, uh, to be honest about the fattest thing I did. I can tell you this, this coming week, I will not be frosting rice cakes, you know, like last night, Last night while I was watching Stranger Things, I'm going to give you a twofer right off the bat. Uh, I uh, I ate, uh, I crushed a medium Gabriel's pizza. Just pepperoni. Not like if there was a couple more toppings it would make a big difference. Um, and it wasn't all at once. But over the course of the evening, I ate an entire medium pizza. That is a very fat thing to do. It's a very, very fat thing to do. And uh, You know, you see the $9.99 medium pepperoni special. I go, God damn it, that's a good deal. I bought it. And i I filled emotional holes with calories. Um, bad thing I'm not I'm not hitting the gym, and I'm still doing stupid shit like that. Um, so yeah, but I'm fasting up, fasting up. so that's the thing. yeah, if I took that frosting thing away, the fattest thing I did was was crush medium pizza. so that's what I'm, I'm hoping to to flush out. um yeah I'm not like I'm not dying emotionally of embarrassment telling you guys that, but the truth of the matter is um. It's out there, you know, and I think after, again, it's like one of those things after a while of being like, Hey, I didn't go to the gym and Hey, I crushed a pizza and then frosted a fucking rice cake. Um, I'll have to hold my own feet to the fire and be like, all right, I don't want to be saying every week that I'm doing this shit. So, you know, slowly, but surely we fucking, fucking phase that stuff out. All right. We're at the one hour mark already and I got to start getting ready to, to go. So, um, is that it? That's it holy shit we're already at the uh the bathroom reader segment guys that's exciting we're, we're moving right along so just the uh the sponsors and the uh the emails is all we got left so let me get right into that stuff here guys my sponsors as always portablepress.com uncle john's bathroom readers um and since i uh <laughs> i was trying to find one of the readers that i haven't gone into yet and uh I've decided this week to read from uncle John's bathroom reader plunges into history. Um, I like history, me and crystal are history, (laughs) but, uh, I decided uh, since I'm, I'm still, my voice is still hoarse and I'm still a little sick. Uh, one of the first articles I found was called a pox on your house. After the bubonic plague had come and gone, the Europeans who were left alive had to rethink a lot of things and they came up with some good ideas As the middle of the 14th century approached, Europeans heard rumors of widespread death and disease on the Asian continent, but it all seemed very far away. Germ warfare. Some Asians thought that uh, Genoese sailors, I probably got that wrong, Uh, uh, Genese sailors who traded along the coast of the Black Sea had brought the disease. They, either the Mongols or the Tartars, depending on who you talk to, laid siege to Kaffa, a uh, a Crimean city inhabited by G- Genoese a lot of fucking names of places that I can't say um a Crimean city inhabited by uh, Genoese and used catapults to lob the decaying corpses of plague victims over the city walls that's fucking hilarious to me and a very effective way of of fucking filling a disease into shit um let's say decaying corpses victim of the city walls. This early form of germ warfare killed just about everyone inside, but nobody at the time could figure out why. Um, a few Genoese uh, merchants escaped and sailed for home. They took the plague along. Of course they did. That's why you got to fucking quarantine shit. So throwing dead bodies into a city made everybody sick. Good strategy. Ship of death. In 1347, a ship from Caffa docked at Messina, Sicily. Most of the crew was dead. The rest were dying. The men had strange black egg-sized swellings called buboes, hence bubonic, in their armpits and groins. Soon, boils and dark blotches spread over their bodies. Next thing you know, the locals had the same symptoms. Their deaths were painful and quick, usually in a matter of days. A plague in every port. Messina started to turn away ships from the east, so those ships went to Genoa or other European ports instead, bringing the plague with them. Off the Italian coast, entire ships full of dead men floated by. Uh, Not a very good year. In 1348, the plague killed between 45,000 and 65,000 people in Florence, Italy alone. The plague raged through France that same year. When it reached Germany, thousands of Jews were accused of poisoning wells and were killed. Fucking Germans really hate the Jews. So just a heads up, that shit didn't start in World War II. They've been hating fucking Jews a long time. Um... Yeah, in London, the plague killed half the population. By the spring of uh, 1349, it moved on to Ireland. The toll... The Black Death wiped out one-fourth to one-half of Europe's population, from 20 million to 75 million people. Survivors might have gained immunity by genetic chance or by a lucky exposure to a milder form of the disease. No one knew what brought on such a horror or what would make it go away. People blamed earthquakes, stagnant lakes, the stars, the devil, but mostly the wrath of God. Many believed this was the end of the world. You dirty rats. The bubonic plague had been around for a long time and had killed people before, but not as many in one fell swoop. The bacteria was carried by rats, but it didn't bother them. The fleas that fed on rats preferred the blood of small mammals to humans. As the world's population grew, rats and their fleas came into more frequent contact with humans. Now a flea bite could mean death. Airborne germs. After the disease reached an infected person's lungs, it took on a form that could be transmitted through the air, propelled by coughs and sneezes. It could also be passed from person to person by direct contact. The various forms caused symptoms ranging from rashes to buboes to vomiting blood to an overpowering stench that emanated from every breath and a drop of sweat. Or sorry, and drops of sweat. Uh, believe it or not, the bubonic plague still turns up occasionally. Now we can treat it with antibiotics, which work well if used early. Uh, It's even been suggested that the plague gave future generations an important gift. Those who are immune to the human immunodeficiency virus, HIV, might have inherited a genetic mutation from ancestors who survived the Black Death. Uh, Absolute chaos. The Black Death was a nightmare, and the world that awoke from it was changed forever. By 1350, the worst was over. At first, chaos reigned. Law and order was a thing of the past. Schools and universities closed. Churches lacked priests to hear confessions. Debtors died, so creditors had no one to collect from. Uh, construction projects stopped, and a few craftsmen were available to make or repair anything. Morality? A thing of the past. People who weren't dead had good reason to think they soon might be, so they decided to have a good time before uh, the plague got them. The perks. And there were quite a few survivors had a lot to think about. Everything was different. Now landlords tried to get peasants, sorry, landlords tried to get the peasants back to work, but there weren't as many peasants around for the first time workers could demand better treatment and lighter work. There were rebellions in the countryside unheard of, or sorry, unheard of in more stable times. A lot of peasants moved into towns to find better jobs. Uh, There weren't a lot of working people in the cities either. Wages rose. There were lots of goods to go around, so prices dropped. As a result, the standard of living improved. For the first time, working people began to think of themselves as individuals who mattered. Land values dropped because there was so much property available. People who couldn't have dreamed about becoming landowners now had a chance to buy property. Five years after the plague, England created three new colleges at Cambridge. Universities sprang up all around Europe. Many teachers had died, so new ones had to be found. A lot of them brought fresh ideas and they taught classes in whatever the local language was, not Latin or Greek. For the first time, common people could get an education, probably the major contributing factor to bringing on the Renaissance. People started asking new questions. Most survivors couldn't imagine the plague being God's work, but if it wasn't, then who or what was responsible? Questions like these hadn't ever been thought of before the plague. Uh, The plague returns. The Black Death wasn't the end of the bubonic plague. It came back, but was limited to smaller areas. The last big outbreak in England was in London uh, in 1665. By then, people knew enough to get out of town when the plague struck. If they had any place to go. Sorry, if they had any place to go. uh, One of them, a young professor named Isaac Newton, had not... uh, had not had time to develop some ideas he'd been mulling over. When the plague returned, Newton fled London to his country estate where he worked out the math for his theory of gravity. And that my friends is, uh, is a pox on your house. There you go. Now we all know more, but I think that's, that's crazy. Uh, cool information as to how we, um, how we how, you know just how we evolved like like again why there's more languages and uh, and asking questions and and more universities and stuff uh just very very cool how like it's from the ashes rose the phoenix right uh and then just the running notes at the bottom of the pages of course the last country in the Americas to abolish slavery was not the US but Brazil uh drafts of the declaration of independence were written on hemp paper and joseph stalin was studying to become a russian orthodox priest when he found communism so that was our partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. Guys, as I mentioned before, their 30th anniversary book is out this year called Old Faithful. Um, pick it up wherever books are sold. These are great things. I, I mean, I, I, I still don't know. Um, you know, Some of you guys tell me that you guys like these segments. Some of you are readers already, but yeah, let me know what you think. Do you guys enjoy the Bathroom Reader segment every, uh, every week? Um, I, I love these books. And like I said, it's great too to read before bed. I don't bring them into the bathroom. I just do about you know the humidity, paper, humidity, and stench altogether just seems kind of gross to me. No judgment. You guys want to do that by all means. I like reading them in bed before bed because, like I said, I can read a couple pages, finish some articles. I feel accomplished and smarter before my uh, my resting time. <laughs> so that's that. And of course, as always. I have got my partners at Absolute Comedy. Christmas season is coming up, guys, so uh, be sure to uh, to consider that as something to do. Maybe gift certificates for uh, for family and loved ones. Of course, if you're in the Ottawa, Kingston, or Toronto area, Um, and as always, if you're looking for staff parties and stuff like that, never a bad idea to uh, to consider comedy for it. Something a little different and very memorable. Um, But yeah, I mean, by all means, check out Absolute Comedy.ca. And as always, I will play their ad. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just For Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages, available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And As mentioned before, too, um, my partners at Summersby, their new flavor, the Semi-Dry, is available now for people who, uh, who you know, don't mind a cider but looking for something a little less sweet.
1: The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersbee. Summersbee is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink (laughs) Summersbee. With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersbee Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersbee. It. Please drink resplendently. And finally, my last partner—last—I don't think they to be the last
0: one, but the uh, the final partner that I have to uh, to talk about this week um, is guys. I I love these guys. You guys know I love them. I love all my fucking partners, obviously. But these ones are, of course, the newest, right? And everyone knows the baby always gets the attention, right? While the uh, the new baby. And the one man podcast family is, uh, is my partners at DK and I figured, uh, since obviously the justice league had just come out that I would, uh, I would sort of uh, review the justice league ultimate guide from DK. Now I got to tell you, this is why I mentioned earlier that I have no issue with the characters or the justice league themselves. I did not enjoy the movie, um, but the justice league themselves Very, very fascinating group. It's, it's, you know, for anyone, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but for anyone who's not a big comic person, the Justice League is the Avengers of the DC world. Um, duh, a lot of people are probably saying, but, um, DK, this book, the ultimate guide, Justice League, ultimate guide. Um, I have started. Uh, I say I've started reading. I did not get a chance to finish it this week, um, but my commitment to you guys was to have it uh, to have it re- uh, review for you. I I was reading this thing for a long time last night. Uh, I I fucking love it. I think it's outstanding. It's it's filled. case. Okay. so as I've mentioned before with DK guys, they marry imagery with information in such a beautiful way. So again, you can read a. a big, you know, lexicon of, of information on something, but the way DK marries the imagery with the information, like every page is just visually stunning. They, they get images from the original comics, um, and just great comparison. Like even just the, the, the very first page has got like... Uh, the original drawing styles of the of the Justice League versus what they look like now in the comic books, um, you know, this like I said, this one came out just recently. It's 2017, so it has everything caught up right from the beginning to now. Um, they've showcased like I like I was reading the, the timeline. They've got several page timeline that just shows you sort of all the big major moments of the Justice League's um, you know uh, evolution, um, just a beautiful timeline. It looks like. Um, I don't even know the name of that game. The one with the little, little plastic pegs (laughs) that you play with cards. I'm such a fucking idiot. Why do I bring up subjects that I don't know what I'm talking about? I'm so sorry. Right in the middle of their review to to curse, but uh, it's beautiful, beautiful how they've got the timeline laid out. And then they go into everything from like uh, bringing you the, the information on every single character from the justice league, how the justice league has changed and evolved over the years. They have like key moments, Where and key comics where they will basically uh, showcase at different times in the book, showcase a a different issue of the Justice League and what significance that had to their story. And it gives you basically a a larger synopsis with tons of imagery from the comic itself. Like I said, they will give a big showcase of each member of the Justice League, telling you about them and their personal stories, what what they've brought and what they've contributed to the Justice League themselves. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I love their books. There's so much imagery. If you are a fan of of DC and uh, the Justice League at all, this is a book that you should have on your shelf. It is absolutely stunning. It makes a great gift. If you know anybody who's interested in in comics at all, it refers to, um, like I said, the the multiverses and things like that. So if you if you've been somebody who's been like, well, you know what, I kind of know Batman, I kind of know Superman, but I don't really know a lot about them, and I'm excited to see this movie even after I've just shit on it, but. Uh, if you're looking to go, well, you know what? I want to know more about the Justice League. I've, I really enjoy what I've seen. I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the cartoons and the and the graphic novels. Um, this is a great, great book to have because it showcases everything from, you know, the villains. So first time the Justice League have fought certain villains, what, what connotations those have, what other, you know, um, facets the Justice League has spawned off because of course it started as just the Justice League and then they had, you know, International Justice League and Justice League of America you know, how they, how they created their hall of justice and everything like that. Like I, I really, I can't say enough good things about, uh, well, from DK to start with, but just the idea that they've got all this information, you know, if you're somebody who wants to learn something, like I said, instead of it being like a, a, a boring ass encyclopedia, their books are just visually stunning. Like I said, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a gift for somebody that you know will enjoy this, this, this thing is definitely, and it's a great, uh, resource. You know, one of the reasons that I, I, you know, talk to DK about partnership is that, um, they are a great, great resource tool too. So if you're looking for something, you know, you had interested in justice league, or you're watching, you know, maybe some of the, the, uh, animations that they have on Netflix, it's a great opportunity to just go, Oh, I, who's that character? I haven't heard of them. Grab this book. And, uh, and it'll actually reference all of the villains, all of the characters, uh, not to mention some of the key points. So if they reference something in the show, you can actually go back and see what they're talking about, you know, see when when the characters left, when they came back, who was created for what purpose. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, like I said, this book is called uh, Justice League, The Ultimate Guide. It is available from DK on Facebook and Twitter. I have provided, uh, on One Man Podcast, of course, page, I have provided a link uh, to purchase it uh, I surfed the web. I know I did a little bit of the legwork for you guys I surfed the web found the cheapest price it is currently available on promo at indigo.ca and I would imagine of course indigo.com for my american listeners and uh, Whatever, you know, you could probably find it on amazon for any of my listeners internationally um But I would definitely definitely suggest picking it up um, a, just a beautiful book like I said, uh, the the not a huge fan of the movie but these, these, this DK book is, is outstanding and a very, very interesting read giving me, like I said, I, I've watched Batman and Superman stuff, you know, the flash green lantern for a very long time, wonder woman. Um, and I've seen their individual stuff. I didn't really know a whole lot about the justice league. Um, but even just, you know, like I said, a couple hours reading this book, uh, I have a much, much better understanding of, of, you know, the, the differences in the stories for the justice league versus the individuals, um, and just, uh, and getting a better deeper understanding. Like, like I said, if they'd, they'd taken a fraction of what I've read in this book and applied it to the movie instead of just a bunch of special effects, um, I could have been a one, one super stellar movie. Um, but guys, a, a great, a great gift, especially the holidays, uh, justice league, the ultimate guide by my partners at DK, please check it out. um, you know, and like I said, if you know anybody who may be interested, uh, just forward the link to them. Cause like I said, this book is outstanding and I'm really, really looking forward to being able to share more of these, uh, of these books with you in the coming weeks. Um, cause they have sent me quite a few and, uh, I'm already a huge fan of their series. And like I said, too, just to, to a little side note, um, you can tell that I'm excited about it. I got to tell you guys, I don't, I don't pick partners that I don't like. I would never, you know the part of this podcast is the honesty that you know i i i don't bullshit you guys about what i'm thinking what i'm feeling uh the last thing i'm going to do is is get advertisers for things that i don't i don't like and believe in um i'm a big fan of dk i reached out to them because i wanted to partner with with things that i like and i believe in and um like i said they have a ton of of visual books it is not all comic books and things like that um i just purchased for my mom um They have a great, uh, I may have mentioned it last week and I apologize if I'm, if I'm uh, repeating myself, but they have a great book uh, that they've partnered with the Smithsonian on animals. Uh, And I picked that one, that one I picked up at Costco. So if you're looking to save a couple bucks, if you see a a book at Costco with a big DK logo on it, you know, that's a great book and you're getting a really good price on it, but uh, they have a great book. Um, with the, the partner of the Smithsonian to do on animals. It is a huge, beautifully visual encyclopedia um, for animals and information and stuff like that. So um, guys, DK, you can't get any better than, uh, than DK when it comes to uh, what I call infotainment. Um, beautiful visuals, accurate information, uh, and, and stunning, stunning books. I mean, guys, I, I can't say enough about them. Um, check them out. I'll have more stuff to talk about with them in the, in the coming weeks, but for now check out the justice league ultimate guide from them. And if you know someone who's into that shit, um, send it to them, you know what I mean? Send them a great, uh, or, or pick it up for them. Great gift. All right. Moving along. Moving along. Uh, this coming week guys, I don't have anything huge to uh, to report to be totally honest with you I'm I'm at Bayshore if you guys happen to be in the Ottawa area I know that these these VR tours have happened all over Canada So I hope you had an opportunity to check them out when they were in your city This is the final week uh, of this particular tour and it's right here in Ottawa again at the Bayshore shopping center um, But I'm there all week open to close every single day. I will be at the Bayshore shopping center um, Letting people try the PlayStation VR and then of course Tuesday of next week um, before I record the next podcast, uh, I will have my, uh, my next appointment with my doctor. So, um, I don't think I had a chance to, Well, bother I me. Mean, I don't, I, I will not have my ultrasound done for my doctor, unfortunately. Um, but I did get some blood work done and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Hey, do I have high blood pressure? Do I have diabetes? You know, if I, if I didn't, when I got the blood test, I probably, I didn't, uh, I got my blood test before I frosted a rice cake. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I have it now and I didn't have it then. Who knows? But, um but a nice, just a, a nice quick and easy week of doing the same thing all day, every day. But I'm making people happy. Um, people are having fun with it. I get to see uh, some of the people that I was working with, find out how it's been for them. Because this whole time I've been at the source, they have been going from city to city to let people try PlayStation VR. And, uh, and I want to know if they are absolutely sick and tired of these same things that they've been demoing week in, week out. So uh, looking forward to that. Now to your emails, my friends. And thank you, as always, for sending them in. If anybody wants to send anything in at all, Uh, please send it into contact at one man podcast.com. Tell me what you thought of justice league. Tell me what you thought of blade runner. You know, what's the fattest thing, laziest thing, most impulsive thing, whatever it is that you've done. What shows are you watching? You know, what are you working on? What kind of fucking, you know, hobbies and stuff like that. You guys know, I love it all, right? I tell you this shit every week, all right? I'm sick of repeating myself. I tell you over, I'm just joking. All right, so the first email comes from my friend Vanessa. Vanessa, who had recommended the doctor to me. Thank you again for that. This is Vanessa's first time writing into the podcast, if I'm not mistaken. So I have two friends, Vanessa. I got Vanessa in London, who is also known as Red, a good friend of mine. And then I have my friend Vanessa right here in Ottawa, who is emailing him for the first time. Uh, she says, well, hello, sir. First off, I listened to last week's podcast and I'm happy that you and girthy are on the hunt for a solution and that he was able to get some ultrasounds done Well, he was able to give me the referrals, but I didn't get them done. I apologize. I will get them done. Um, what I love about him the most is I think that he doesn't rush you out. He'll thoroughly listen to your concerns and provides feedback on all points. I feel as though you're on the right track. Now this is us. When I saw commercials for it last year, so that's the show, This Is Us. I had seen a post of hers and I said, Oh, is it good? Because I heard it was, you know, sad and everyone's crying and heart wrenching and this and that. I know it was a show Crystal watched. And I was going to try to watch it with her, but we're not together anymore. Um, so he said when I saw commercials for it last year and heard everyone raving about it, I just brushed it off I'm also not a huge tv person The only thing I watch is game of thrones and crucify me if you will the kardashians <laughs> And yes, I questioned my existence every sunday night when I sit down for a new episode Um, I haven't watched it, but I would imagine it's just a lot of squawking Um, <laughs> as you know, i've been dealing with a few unanswered health questions I was not up for leaving the house but needed a way to get my mind off things So I decided to buy a season of something off iTunes. But what? I gave in and bought season one of This Is Us. It's 18 episodes, an hour each. Uh, How about I tell you I flew through, (laughs) sorry. Yeah, how about I tell you I flew through it in three days. Not only did I cry thoroughly the entire season, but I cried even more when it was over because I wanted more. It hit so close to home that I almost felt empty without it because it is so relatable. This show is so real. It turned me off all other shows because I would see stuff on TV and cringe about how unrealistic and stupid they were. You watch the Kardashians. You know how unrealistic that is? But I get what you're saying. This Is Us is 100% real. When you watch it, you feel as though you're not watching actors on a screen. You're watching real people with real issues. Watching the show felt like a security blanket for me. Every once in a while, people go through a rough patch. And while you've, while you'd never wish that kind of hardship on anyone, there's comfort in the fact that you see other people go through the same waves. Hence the title. Yeah. And of course it's, it's, it's nice to feel that connection. You know what I mean? Like it makes you feel less alone when you see that other people have gone through it. You, You sort of just go, okay, well, I'm, I'm not the first, I'm not the last, I'm not the worst. Um, anyways, you say, yeah, hence the title. I can't tell you how many times I'll sit down with my boyfriend and point at the TV and be like, holy crap, this is us. They touch on real life problems, not only how hard they are to deal with, but how much of a toll they can take on a person. I won't give too much of it away, but it follows a family and flip-flops between past and present. They touch on things like illness, loss of loved ones, adoption, acceptance, fame, loved ones, tragedy, racism, everything. Uh, I like that because you get to see who they are in the present, but also gradually throughout the season, you get to see how they became who they are. Got to love the character development. The thing I love the most about it is that everybody is so different. Their downfalls are completely different. Their emotions are completely different. Their reactions are completely different. Yet in some way, everyone relates to a character or event that a character goes through. I highly recommend watching it with the lady. I I think you sent this in prior to listening to last week's episode, which is fine. Um, I cry every single episode. And that's not even because all of them are sad. This show I think gets its hype because of how well they balance the good moments with the bad. Despite the outcome, I promise you every episode will have you crying from sadness or utter happiness. If you're an emotional sap like me, I am totally an emotional sap. Um, and again, even more, even more sensitivity radiation, uh, in current times, (laughs) it wasn't my thing when I first heard about it, but the first episode had me hooked. I highly recommend giving it a chance. I definitely will. And thank you for writing in because, um, yeah, I got your email, and then when I saw Crystal on uh, on Saturday night when I was picking about Brody, I, I said to her, I go, I think I might try to watch This Is Us, and she's like, she's like, oh yeah, it's sad, it'll have you, it'll have you bawling and stuff. And apparently, another show that's um, that deals with like codependency and stuff like that is uh, is the show Love on Netflix as well. Um, I haven't watched all of it. Crystal and I months back watched a few episodes together. We just never had a chance to finish it. Um, so I might I might watch that one as well. So if I can give a counter. I watched a few episodes and it was kind of fun to see, but um, I I can recommend that in uh, in exchange. So thank you very much for email. I appreciate writing it in. Chris writes in, Hey Josh, I've got a couple video game recommendations for you. I don't have a lot of time to spend playing games. So when I do, I tend to stay pretty mainstream. So none of these will be hidden gems by any means. It's pretty obvious now that you're into horror and you've brought up telltale games, uh, games that are shaped based on the decisions you make a few times too. So here are some recommendations that you may find enjoyable. Side note, only one of them is a horror game. That being said, I'll begin with Until Dawn for the PS4, um, which I own. Uh, Set in the mountains of Alberta, this game follows a group of sexy teens who have reunited at a cabin where their friend disappeared the year before. What could possibly go wrong? You take on the role of many characters, modeling their relationships with each other based on how you choose to interact with them. Eventually, you find out something sinister is afoot, and through a series of dialogue choices and quick time events, you try and lead as many of them to safety as possible. Spoiler: It is possible to save all or even none of the teens in the end. Yeah, I have that game and I started playing it. Um, Crystal's also a big horror fan, so we again, I'm so sorry to keep referencing her, but yeah, that's 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 life with someone. Um, we I actually bought that game because she likes the Telltale stuff. Um, because like I said uh, before, it, it they're games that play like a movie. The thing with Telltale games is while you get to make dialogue choices and quick time events, the story is going to be the same no matter what. Except like, you know, a lot of times you're like, do you pick this person to save or that person to save? And then the only difference is that through the rest of the story, that person is, is there with a line or a piece of information versus the other person. But I've found... Through playing them that it doesn't even matter which of the two people you save that other person always has that same piece of information, no matter what. So telltale, while it makes you think that you're making the choices and you're driving the story, it affects the story in such a minimal way, but they're still very, very fun and interesting stories to, to play and to watch. So crystal would actually watch the the telltale games too, because we enjoyed the stories, um, So I got until Dawn for her to watch, but the difference in until Dawn, my understanding is like you said, you can either save everyone or no one or, or any number in between the thing with until Dawn is if you make a mistake or you pick an option, it actually does affect the storyline in a vastly different way. So it gives the game a lot of replay value. Well, it's not like there's one story and then that's it. You can actually play it in many different ways. If you make a mistake, well then you continue on. In Telltale, if if you do a quick time event and you get hit or killed, you just try again right away. Like it's, it, you, the story keeps driving forward. Whereas in Until Dawn, um, A, it looks a lot better than a Telltale game and B, um, you, you live with whatever choices or mistakes you make. If you fuck up, that's it. You fuck up. Story continues along the road that it's going. Um, so I kind of like that aspect, but I only played it for a couple couple hours um, and really took my time, explored around. So I, I have not gotten into it uh, very deeply. But speaking of PlayStation VR, there's actually an Until Dawn uh, virtual reality game, I think, called like Blood Something or Other. Again, don't have it ready. Just thought of it this, but there's an Until Dawn virtual reality game where you're uh, in a funhouse uh, shooting shooting uh, monsters and zombies and killers and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I'm, I, I own it. I'm very excited to play it um, until Dawn has gotten tons of great reviews and uh, Hayden Penetieri, um I think from, I love you, Beth Cooper. I, I don't know what else she's in, but she's, uh, she's in that game. She's one of the main characters. Um, then you write in life is strange, follows a girl who just discovered that she possesses the ability to rewind time as she searches for clues to help solve the mysterious disappearance of a fellow classmate. Uh, You may choose to rewind time to help fix mistakes. You may have made, ask better questions or choose different dialogue paths. Sounds like uh, the butterfly effect movie. Uh, Like Telltale Games, this one is purchased as chapters or as a whole. I'm still working on it, but so far I'm intrigued. I'm a pretty big fan of this style of game um, that I was first introduced to by the game Heavy Rain on the PS3. A game that also has... Uh, also had many different outcomes based on the decisions and accuracy during quick time events. Actually, the makers of Heavy Rainer are coming out with a PS4 and maybe Xbox One version, I don't fucking know, title called Detroit Become Human, which seems to be set in a Blade Runner. Hey, there you go. Blade Runner type world where robots are indistinguishable from humans. Check them out if you haven't. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, Life is Strange. I think I've got that downloaded. That's the thing. I've, I got a lot of video games. I too don't play them much now with... Spending time doing reading board games, uh, other shit like spare time was so limited before I am not writing right now as a comic at all or doing anything really like comedy production wise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to free up. That's the thing. Get rid of the source is going to give me back a lot of f- spare time. So I'm hoping to do a lot more, uh, you know, comedy writing, creative stuff. And then at the same time, spend more time doing uh, reading and then, uh, and then playing some games, you know, just detoxing from all the other stuff, the video. So thank you for writing that in. And I will definitely check out uh, life is strange and try to finish until dawn um, in the near future. So uh, thanks for your emails guys. As always, if you guys want to email in anything at all uh, contact at onemanpodcast.com. I love getting your emails. I love, uh, you know, reading them and and then i you know when i get to talk about them i feel like i'm talking about something that at least one person gives a shit about hey hey so i hope you guys have a great week i'm about to jump in the shower and try to be ready to go in 15 minutes um for day one at playstation vr um when you guys hear this i'll be there too so feel free to come check us out at Bayshore, and I'll uh, i'll put you in a virtual reality thanks for listening love you guys i will talk to you again next week